welcome to the most entertaining weather podcast. This this is a bonus episode of the award-winning Stormfront Freaks podcast. Uh, this is brought to you by Windstorm Products. You can you can never start the hurricane season preparations too soon. So don't wait until you're competing with everyone else who's trying to get all their flood and shutter hardware. Uh, our friends at windstormproducts.com, they've got the world's largest online selection. So prepare your home ahead of next season's rush and shop windstormproducts.com for your hurricane hardware tools. So as I mentioned, we got a special bonus edition show tonight. It's, it's going to be a little outside of our normal format. But uh, the person joining us tonight, Jeremy Bauer, he reached out to me a few months ago. Now, Jeremy, I know, is an atmospheric science grad from Ohio State. Uh, he's a storm chaser and photographer. We had him on back on our bonus episode uh, B2, like back in 2016, like the first year we started all this. Uh, and it was a photography episode uh, that he was a part of uh, because I had actually seen Jeremy at an Ohio State Severe Storm Symposium uh, talking about photography and, and really good stuff. And he's done great stuff. We had the pleasure of meeting him in person uh, this past May when we were out uh, storm chasing as a team and we saw him in Nebraska. But Jeremy reached out a couple months ago and said he was going to be going through our library of Stormfront Freaks raw videos, which is a lot. If, a lot of footage. A ton, right? But, but which is even more because raw is we don't edit. That's the unedited video. So it's usually can be an hour plus uh, on top of what our normal edited audio podcast might be. But we call it raw because it's the recording and you get everything. And it's sometimes for adults only, all that good stuff. But Jeremy was going to go through that whole library. Takes courage. And well, I will say uh, one thing real quick, yeah, Phil. Say it, say I did it. this last year for Weatherbrains. Yes. All of their online stuff on YouTube, and that was actually 466 yeah. episodes. Yeah. Oh, so this oh was actually God. a walk in the park. Oh. Yeah. It's yeah, called well, Purple hey, Tunnel right there. I mean, we, that, we get that a lot, Jeremy. Me. We're a walk in the park compared to, uh, compared to a lot of stuff. But anyway, uh, <laughs> so I thought what a great, cool thing to do is to have Jeremy come on in this bonus episode to end the year, to end 2022, and have him do a countdown. It's like a perfect time to do a countdown. So uh, we're going to have the joy of, of having Jeremy here uh, and, and to kind of go through this. He's going to show us um, uh, some slides as he walks through the top 10. And then as a bonus to our bonus episode, he's actually going to cover his top five uh, best moments of the raw uh, videos as well. So that ought to be good. Ooh, nice. I do want to say thank you to our Patreon teammates that help support the show. Uh, I know Steve Collier is actually watching live right now. We haven't seen Steve for a little while, so it's cool to see Steve here for a little bit. Um, and then uh, our, one of our VIPs, Angela, is actually here in the studio tonight as well, and she's at home, which is so cool. Oh, Angela. That she's doing that. But tell you what, you guys can join our Patreon team as well. We've got uh, multiple level of perks, like exclusive links to watch these raw episodes. Uh, you can find that Patreon link at Stormfront Freaks. Dot com. So let's uh, we're we're going to introduce uh, the co-hosts that are here tonight. Normally in a, a typical episode, we're going to find out what they're drinking, and I know everyone's drinking tonight as well, which is cool. 
because uh, this is going to be a, a fun episode. But uh, I, I'm going to go through and, and um, cover. I'm going to start MJ with you. So Mark MJ Johnson. So he he's uh, one of the co-creators of this whole thing. So he's been on since episode one back in 2016. Yikes. Um, and and, uh, and so some of those, some of the early episodes we did on a previous platform, video platform. And so those aren't even on YouTube. And, and right. maybe MJ, you and I can work on something to, for our Patreon members. We'll, we'll post those someday. I don't know. Yeah. Phil, Phil, Phil yeah. did, when you guys started this, did both of you have a full head of hair? Yes. Wow. <laughs> I oh did. my gosh! I, I still do. Wild. I just shave it off. Wait, you guys don't. I, I've do got that. a beautiful sure. head of yeah, hair. Right. Mm-hmm. I just shave it off. All right, and then um, next up, Brady Harris. <laughs> so Brady, you've also been on since episode one. You took a little like hiatus, a hiatus for a little while. A hiatus there for a little but, bit. But uh, but yeah, you've been on since episode one in 2016. Oh yeah! Oh, I loved so, every second of it. And and your video keeps getting better, better every episode, which is <laughs> I, good. I, know. I don't know what's happening. I really don't. For those that can't see, I, my video looks like you know 1970s VCR it, that's been damaged it, heavily. It, it remi- does. That is what it looks like. You guys remember uh, what's Mike Myers and Dana Carvey? What's their uh, Wayne's World? Wayne's, Wayne's World. Just got this new laptop, Sue. So it's fantastic. All right. So then Dina Knightley. So Dina, you've been with us since. Since 2016, do you remember what episode you started on? Three. No. Was That's three? the episode you were a guest on. Yes. Yeah. Do you remember what episode you started oh. as a co-host? No. Seven. I know our... yep. seven. seven. Oh, yep. okay. Episode seven. I knew it was a few. A few had gone by, but I remember being on on the third one. Yeah. So I I remember you you were a guest with us uh, with Paxton Calvinese who does the drive weather app and the atmosphere weather app uh, as well. So we still have got a great relationship with Paxton as well. So that's cool. All right, then I'm going to Greg. Greg Johnson uh, started with us as a co-host. He, he was a, a guest for a couple times, but he started as a co-host in 2019. Do that's you remember? crazy. I know. Can you and believe that? And it's 2023 coming up. Wow. Do, do you remember it's what episode not... you debuted on? Uh, 76? No. 91. 91. 91. Episode 91. And we're we're at about 170. What are we at now? 175-ish? It's up there. Going on 174 plus bonuses. There you go. And then Serena Arnold uh, started in 2021. I'm a baby. uh, February. February of 2021. So we're going almost two years, Serena. Yeah, that's Do you remember crazy what episode too. you started on? Uh, it was like uh, right around 120, somewhere in that area. Yeah, 124. Yes. Wow. So, oh, so okay. what's, what's cool is is most of our non-original team were all guests with us at one point, and that's what's cool is I, I get a chance whether it's Serena or Dina or Greg you get a feel for for them and and how do they work with this kind of bizarre wacky show that we do in weather and and you get a feel and you're like you know what they'd be a good fit and so uh they they were all kind enough to join us and and the team and the lineup that we have right now we have had longer than any lineup ever in the show so really 
Yeah. Okay. So that's pretty cool. Especially too. when you play the Hurricane or Supermodel game. That's when you really find out about <laughs> this. Right. There you go. All right. So so here's what we're gonna do. Let let's get started with our top ten. Jeremy, I am going to uh, kind of turn it over to you. I know you've got a little PowerPoint for our viewers to follow as well, but uh, go ahead and go through these shows. Tell me uh, why they were in your. We'll start with number ten. Why they were there, and uh, we'll go from there. Well, sure. Absolutely. And uh, before we actually officially get started, I'm going to do something that probably has never been done in the history of this show. I am going to raise a glass to all of you individuals, Phil and the gang. Thank you so much for everything that you do on, well, bi-weekly basis. Uh, Tremendous work. (laughs) Appreciate everything that you do. So here's to you and to a uh, wonderful 2023. Very good. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Now, while I do some rearranging of some windows here so I could run this uh, PowerPoint, I know we met back in 2016 at the Ohio State Severe Weather Symposium. You had this idea about this podcast. Real quick, run me through the inception of this podcast, how it came about, why it came about, and so forth, if you don't mind. Yeah, no, it, it's uh, and I, honestly, I don't know if we've we've gone through this a ton in our show. I've I've maybe talked about this on other podcasts, but the idea was I, I was somewhat familiar with podcasts at the time and w- w- had been started listening to them and thought it was a really neat uh, medium. Uh, and, and it was also the same time that I really started getting more involved in uh, severe weather and and trying to immerse myself in that, learn more about it get more involved. And I just thought, you know, that would be a a really neat thing to start a, some kind of a stormy, see, I'm into the sexy stormy stuff. I, you know, we've got a lot of meteorologists here, you know, that, that forecast the nice sunny days and all that crap too. And that's just, that's no interest to me whatsoever. I want the sexy storms. So you don't want the climatology. No, no. (laughs) No, F5s and hurricanes, baby, right? That's right. right. And and so that was the idea was just start something along those lines where a bunch of nerds could just get together and have cool guests on the show and talk about cool stormy stuff. And uh, had had uh, the initial idea had then I had reached out to my brother, Mark, MJ, uh, and thought this would be cool if we could uh, do something together start something together and, and get going. And, and uh, I knew it would be great because he has a lot of good technical skills as well and, and thought, hey, what a cool, if we could do this. And I asked him and I kind of pitched it to him and, and he was all for it. And that was, that was it from there. I'm like, all right, we're doing this. Had no idea where it would go, how long it would last, right. any of that. Just thought it would be fun, cool thing to do. And it still is. And that's what's great about it. Did you honestly think that you'd be 170 plus no. episodes deep? Nope. Now, now I always, I've always gone into this, as I think all of, of my friends and co-hosts here know, I've always gone into it with the idea that let's make this as good as we can and, and, we'll, and just keep doing it as long as everyone's having fun. So I, I never thought, oh, I bet this will only last, you know, 50 episodes or 20 episodes or when you're bi-weekly – uh, you don't total them up. You don't total the episodes up as much. Um, but but I never thought like, oh, I bet it's only going to do this. I just kept going, right? I, I didn't go, hey, let's see if we can get to this number. Let's see if we can get to that number. Uh, but I am super surprised that we've made it this far, <laughs> yes. 
Well, tremendous work as, you know, everything that you've done over the last several years. And I wish you all continued success with this podcast. So with that being said, uh, I will go ahead and begin this top 10 list. Now, as Phil mentioned, so what was some of the things that I used as far as the process, the criteria, if you will? So essentially from between August and just about a week ago, and so August to December of 2022, I went through all of the raw episodes that are available on YouTube. So that's episode starting at 17 and all the way up to, at that point in time, 170. Now, my, my ultimate goal on this was to essentially select the very, what I felt were the very best episodes and try to keep it around as I did for Weather Brains, right around about 25% or so of the total amount of episodes. And then what I did was I compiled that list, put it on YouTube. So actually, if you search YouTube and you just search the best of Stormfront Freaks podcast, you will see my list. Uh, Right now, it contains about 45 episodes at that point. The criteria was pretty simple. One was intrigue. Is there a certain tone to it? Was there a certain thing that made it very easy to watch multiple times or listen to? Is there a key issue that was addressed in the weather enterprise? So was there communications, warning, social science, a major event, something like that, that gives it just that a little bit, a little something extra. The other thing, educational value, as much as you don't want to say it, Phil, there is education in this particular podcast. Hey, that's always been our, our number two goal. That's there always you been go. number two. Number one's entertainment. Number two's one, been education. You can't be so. one. At least you can be two. So, but uh, yeah, some type of <laughs> that's, education. That's, that's what I tell my wife every time. <laughs> so, especially important for uh, current yeah. potential future meteorologists who might uh, listen to this uh, podcast, uh, whether it be now or in the future, to give them a little bit of background into certain things that uh, were kind of major topics going on in that particular uh, time frame. So again, these top 10 episodes are the ones that I feel in my opinion, because you know, my opinion counts, at least that's what my wife tells me um, that this best represents this show. And if there's one thing that I always love, whether it be photography, storm chasing, meteorology, I always love a good challenge. So this was a pretty good challenge going through all of these uh, episodes and putting them together. This was actually quite fun amazingly enough but so where do we start so with the top 10 episodes of stormfront freaks raw we're actually going to go back to a pretty early episode so at number 10 on the list is episode number 21 with dr laura myers so this particular episode recorded on february 23rd of 2017 uh went into a little bit about eh, false alarms and fake news misinformation everyone's favorite topic nowadays but also centering around how do we know who are the trusted sources out there. So one thing I would like to do right now, if you have any recollection about this particular episode you want to share. uh, But the other thing I pose is this particular question. As we go into 2023 and beyond, how do we know who is going to be a trusted source of weather information? I do remember her being on. I, I want to say we talked a lot about like people who don't pay attention to warnings and how do we in the, say the weather industry really get our point across without trying to overhype. I, I do remember her, but that's kind of what I remember. What do you yeah, guys think? She, she was, you know, the biggest thing I, I recall was, um, you know, her expertise was in communication right. and, and uh, very similar to Gina Yasko, who we, uh, we had had on as well. 
their specialty was in how do you communicate, you know, for example, the warning system and the watch system and uh, th- th- things like that, which, w- again, early on in our infancy uh, of this show, you know, a lot of that stuff to me was also very intriguing w- with uh, and still really is. I think that's really an area that w- there's so much more research that can be done in the communication of weather and alerts and storms and, and things like that. Well, I think it's not getting any better, Jeremy. No. Like, yeah. you know, if, if, if anything, uh, I think the entire marketplace is so super saturated with content. And, you know, there was a time where you would just go to the National Weather Service and that was your trusted source. And uh, now there's, you know, how many different weather outlets that are, are putting that information out there. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to get better at all. And I was yeah, going to actually just real quick, uh, real just, sorry. I, good. I'm not sure if, you know, misinformation we know is a problem. Is there also potentially, and I don't hear this talked about a lot is maybe too much information for some folks. Maybe is it, you know, so much white noise that they can't figure out like who, where, what is right. And what is no, not so accurate, if you will. People were looting in Buffalo last week during the blizzard of the century. I think some people just don't care about the weather and and you can't reach if if you, you know, you, you just can't reach everybody. Some people are going to care. Some people aren't going to care. Not only that, Greg, but I, I would, I would guarantee you more people get their weather information from TikTok than the local news nowadays, you know, and, and or the National Weather Service. Well, Brady, so your, your, your experience during the hurricane is, you know, classic example. Some people stayed in their homes when Ian made landfall. I mean, yeah. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, and crazy. Yeah. I know. I, I agree still think it's, I still think it's part of like, people think it's just not going to happen to them. Right. It's just not going to happen to me. I mean, I've met tons of people who've gone through hurricanes and I remember Katrina the most. And I asked a couple, uh, it was my friend's parents. We were getting like money together and clothes for them because they lost everything. And we asked them like, why didn't you go? And they said, every time we've been fine. Yeah. Right. And I, and I think, and I think you know, Dina, it, it's, it stems from just a mistrust. I think we talked about it a little bit during this yeah. episode, right? It was like, it's just a mistrust in meteorologists. One, because it's the funny thing to say, and pretty much people love to, you know, rag on meteorologists, but at some, you know, to, to every joke, there's some truth. And I think the, the majority of the public thinks we don't know what we're talking about because, yeah. you know, there are some of us don't. And the, usually <laughs> the folks that don't may have the loudest voices or, you know, reach the most people or that's what people remember. And that's, that's a shame, right? Is, is, is it makes communicating with folks about the dangers as well as, you know, the, the current predicament that they're in, whether it be tropical or whether it be winter. And, you know, we saw in, in, in uh, you know, uh, Buffalo, right. I mean, a ton of people perished. Right. And, and yeah. that was a c- completely predictable event and still people are passing away. And it's just, you know, it's, it's just comes down to the communication. So Jeremy, quick question. What was it about this show in particular? Like, was there, was there a moment that made you go, yeah, this one stands out? That's a great question. Um, 
honestly, you know, just a real brief about my background. I actually had when I was in graduate school uh, at the University of Nebraska Lincoln, I was actually having I had an internship with the Lincoln Lancaster County Emergency Management Agency. So I had a little bit of background in emergency management. So I think that's why having Dr. Myers on the show and having her go through some of these some of these issues, I was kind of experiencing in a, in a way some of those issues back then. Just the biggest thing that I ran into out here was the infamous Lincoln Bowl, where Lincoln is protected because it sits in a bowl. That means a tornado will never, ever hit Lincoln. <laughs> And I have given so many presentations till I'm blue in the face trying to, to my heart's desires, debunk that theory. And there are some people who absolutely refuse to believe the contrary. They believe that Lincoln is protected by, you know, by whatever you want to say, because it sits in a bowl. And I say the perfect example to use is the Topeka, Kansas F5 tornado from June 8th of 1966. The topography of Topeka and Lincoln are really no different. That tornado went right over Burnett's Mound, right through Topeka. And I use that example all so the time. So how many, how many times have you guys heard the story, uh, you know, uh, somebody will, will say, oh, there's a river and the storms always split at oh the God. river, you know, and that's why it'll never hit us. We don't have to worry about it because it splits, right? Those storms, they split at that river. That Everyone knows this. Everybody. Right, I've heard that way too many times. <laughs> I've probably heard far to remember to count at this point, to be honest. I mean, yeah. I mean, everyone's heard the same ones. Mountains, river valleys. Right, I mean, right. You know, everything. It's just like we're protected because of this and that. And it's just like, no, you it's just kind of got lucky up to this point. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, it's even in Norman, Oklahoma. I mean, home of one of, you know, a, a very popular meteorology school. A lot of people, you know, they're right next to Moore, which has seen its fair share. And everyone talks about the Norman bubble and the river that's right there and how Norman is protected. And it's just, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a matter of it's time. It's like everything, though. Once oh somebody gets something in their head, yeah. they're never going to let it go. Yeah. Not until an EF5 hits Norman, Oklahoma. Yeah, right. And I think every single city in America probably has some type of fable or wise tale or something like that. It says, well, we're protected from this because of that, you know, type of deal. And it's just, I don't know. I don't know if there's any way of getting around it because when some people make up their mind, they've made up their mind. So continuing on. uh, So episode number nine or number nine on the list, excuse me. Uh, is probably one of the more popular ones. Uh, I'm just going to refer to him as Mr. White Balance. That is Daniel Shaw, episode <laughs> yeah. one. Uh, uh, yes, recorded indeed. on uh, September 6th of 2018. I think if there could ever be a goodwill ambassador from Australia to the United States in terms of storm <laughs> chasing, I think Daniel would be the uh, odds-on favorite oh, to yeah. assume oh, yeah. that role. Uh, so right off the bat, I say this episode resonated with me basically in a nutshell, May 31st, 2013, El Reno, Oklahoma. I, like so many other chasers was there. Um, basically his comment, you're speaking to a ghost. Um, if you have not heard his story, um, about that particular day, you do need to go back and listen to this episode because he gives a very, very, very moving, uh, detailed account of what happened. And he's actually says that he's very, you know, lucky to be alive because of what happened that particular day. Uh, I do like, he also made the comment about thinking twice about chasing an HP monster, which uh, 
HP uh, supercells, high precipitation supercells are very unpredictable. And uh, quite frankly, I don't understand the whole emphasis of trying to get that close <laughs> in them. <laughs> uh, and also be humble, be cautious. No matter how much you think you know about meteorology, about weather, something always happens that leaves us like, whoa, that was unexpected. And that's been that I think really encompasses that particular day with uh, what happened with that tornado. So episode number 61 with Daniel Shaw is at number nine. Any comments or anything like that? Yeah, I want to hear the Dina. Most, yeah, the one the thing that <laughs> I remember most, and I mentioned to the, him this past spring when we saw him in Murdo, South Dakota, is he said he explained this whole spider thing. Yes. That he saw how big it was, and he said, everything in Australia wants to eat you. <laughs> and he explained how big this spider was, <laughs> that they hit it with this big, you know, those old-fashioned, like, ropey-looking mops. Oh. And that it was so big, the legs were hanging outside of the mop. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. God. I have no, never no, forgotten no. that story. Dina, you have to remember, we're talking about Daniel uh shaw and <laughs> you have to like he multiplies everything times 10 right when he said though the <laughs> legs were outside spiders. the mop you can't make terrible. that up greg i mean oh yeah. come on guys you i was trying to forget that now i'm gonna have game, nightmares you know and we've seen I, video we, yeah. we he showed us uh some video or someone did i remember once of a bunch of those scattering this was down in australia in oh. someone's backyard up their wall, up their uh, like oh my God. privacy fence, <laughs> and they were huge. They were huge. Not okay. Yeah, yeah. it's it, it freaked okay. me out ever since. Thanks, Gina. Now I'm going to have more nightmares tonight. <laughs> I know. I know. I can't help it. But his story of El Reno was just so just yeah. I, I yeah, gripping. It's one of those deals where I think even you know just watching the video, especially for everyone. You just have those moments where everyone's basically speechless, and that is one of those moments. What yeah. wasn't it a semi truck? Yeah, you know, a big semi truck, right? That yep. basically mm-hmm. moved and almost went right over him. Well, it, it did hit the vehicle, didn't it? Hit the it vehicle, hit, yeah, but yeah. like it, it was uh, it moving right. It was yeah. basically an episode of the movie Twister. Yeah, yeah. I, I tell you what, it, what will creep you out is if you're watching that and it's like at night and there's like a storm outside and it's like lighting. Oh yeah, that'll freak you out. Don't do that. <laughs> speaking of myths jeremy have you ever heard that one uh i think i've heard this maybe in every small town in the midwest uh yeah our town uh the the movie twister was playing at the drive-in while a tornado went through the town that night that i don't know if you've ever heard that one but yeah i've heard that one you know greg greg Greg, i I I don't have enough drink tonight for everything that you're bringing up i'm i'm gonna need some more (laughs) i remember the great outbreak of 1996 yeah Yeah. (laughs) great episode choice though number uh 61 daniel shaw absolutely all right so number eight speaking of Storm chasers and well-known storm chasers at number eight on the list. Whoops, went backwards. Sorry, uh, is Jeff Piotrowski. Wow, episode one twenty-five. So this was recorded for context on February eighteenth of twenty twenty-one, right at the very tail end of the 
now infamous uh, Arctic outbreak. And actually, for those who are obviously listening to this, can't see this, but on the screen there, I have a little Weather Star 4000 uh, image capture from the morning of Tuesday, February 16th here in Lincoln. It says minus 26 degrees Fahrenheit, not wind chill. Wind chill minus 41. Yay, winter. Nice. Uh, Yeah, pretty devastating outbreak. Uh, Did a lot of, uh, showed really a lot of vulnerability to the infrastructure, not only in Texas, but a lot of places across the central and southern United States. And just uh, as a uh, kind of a, uh, kind of like a uh, post-event recap, as far as uh, from the Weather Prediction Center, WPC, for those playing the home game. So here's a few okay. things from that event. Dallas, Texas, between February 13th and 19th, had 139 consecutive hours below freezing. Ooh. Whoa. South Central and Southeast Texas. So you're talking Houston, Beaumont, Austin, that type of area. Coldest temps experienced since December of 1989. So you're yeah, talking just... 32 years. Wow. Uh, well, so... this this week actually challenged it down there, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, it came yeah. close. Yeah. yeah, it was very pretty much in the similar realm. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But for me, what remember this, and I can actually let uh, probably Serena and Greg and Phil uh, re- uh, recall this. Uh, Jeff's recap of the December 26, 2015 storm chase in the outer areas of dallas uh where an incident took place where quick thinking actually saved his life uh jeff was attacked uh he was attacked by an individual on the road uh, with a knife with a knife that's wow. right that's right and i was watching question, it live i was watching it live Crazy. i was watching it live too and i'm thinking what in the heck is going on i'm keeping this pg for you mj so uh, Thank you. <laughs> uh but yeah what in the heck is going on here so my question and we don't have to answer this but i'm like what in the world would happen if i was presented with a similar situation so uh. what do you do uh so yes, uh, so Jeff, episode one twenty five. Here, here's what gets Jeff through something like that because he's thinking and moving like Flash, like at the yeah. speed of light. Speed of light, yes, absolutely. So, so that moment was just probably in slow motion for him, and he was he was just able to move at his normal so speed. And yeah. so you're seeing the ADDD extra D uh, uh, really benefited him in that situation. Uh, just a guess. I, I will tell you guys this. I don't, I'm trying to think what made me look at this. Uh, it might've been that I saw Jeremy's list, but Jeff for this episode, he was not our original guest and I can't remember who it was, That's right? but I reached out to Jeff to see if he could fill in because we had a late call off and he was available. So, and it turned out to be a great show. It was a great show. Yeah, yeah I, I do remember that. And I was so, I, I remember being really blown away by just like his versatility. I mean, we all know him, you know, and know the weather side, but him talking about like structural engineering and the pipes breaking and this attack and all that. It's like, this yeah. guy's got so much depth to him. It was fascinating. It was one of the, like the early episodes I was a part of the team on. And, and I'm sorry that I forgot to put that up there on the screen there. Uh, I should have mentioned that. Uh, I have the little comment up. Passion to understand the inter- intricacies of severe weather like no other. I think if you're going to put a tagline on on Jeff, I think that's probably about as close as you can get to describing him. Also, I can see in that picture, it looks like Maz has a goatee also. I mean, <laughs> Brady, you have good eyes. You guys, you guys see that? That, that, that That's kind of wild. We might have to bring that back. <laughs> I gotta expand my screen. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next on the list is on for number seven, 
probably one of the best interviews I've heard during the show. And it's not on the best of list because Phil wasn't on it. That's not, I'm going to put that rumor to rest. <laughs> Episode 39 with John Gordon is oh, yes. at number seven. Uh, John uh, had some great stories uh, about his uh, past as a hurricane hunter. You have to hear the stories evolving, flying through Katrina and all of the information that they were gathering and how many lives that they probably did save um, with that. But the interesting thing about this that I want to talk a little bit about is the conversation later on in the show about the loss of life due to flooding in the United States. Uh, deaths attributed to flooding are basically increasing as deaths in the United States attributed to hurricanes, lightning, and tornadoes has basically been decreasing. So what I did was, since this episode was recorded back on November 2nd of 2017, John mentioned during the show that he felt that this trend would continue, that the flooding deaths would still be an issue. So what I did was I went back through the official stats uh, tabulated by, uh, uh, by the NWS, and I went back through and see exactly since 2017. Profit what, or liar. <laughs> what the fatalities <laughs> have been since then. So just real quick, I won't drag this on and on here, but 2017, flooding deaths, 136. That year, tornado, 35. Lightning, 16. Uh, tropical cyclone hurricane, 43. 2018, flooding deaths, 80. Tornado, 10. Lightning, 20. Tropical cyclone, 7. 2019, 92 flooding. Tornado, 42. Lightning, 20. You get the idea. Right. Wow. 2021, 146. That's Whoa. flooding. This year alone, so far, 2022, look at the stats. Right now we have 100 deaths. Uh, wow. From flooding in 2022. Wow. So real quick, your thoughts on... Are you taking into account surge, like flooding and surge? I believe so. These stats, they didn't, they didn't break it down by that. They just said attributed to this, that, you know, so flooding. Uh, they had some under tropical cyclones. So I'm assuming the tropical cyclone yeah. hurricane is probably was, from surge and everything. I don't, don't quote me on that, but that's what I felt like they did on that. Well, based on the number of weather fools that we show that break the rule of turn around don't drown jeremy it doesn't surprise me at all it's like every other week we have someone that's yeah. driving through, yeah. you know yeah. four feet of water or something yeah i mean again going back to my emergency management days i felt the the biggest thing we and we're talking uh, 2006 to 2009 uh, the most things that we got calls on was due to flooding um, someone trapped in a car somewhere on a flooded street road, what have you. So again, this is nothing new. Um, this is just a, an unfortunate trend. And my only thing I put that question on there is how do we get people to care about the flooding problem? Yeah. Why is it increasing? That That's right. Really hard yeah, it. People well, just don't take it as seriously. I don't, I don't think, I don't think they do. No. And, and I, you know, you put on there the passion for the national weather service for public safety. We've talked, I mean, I remember him talking about that. And I remember others from NWS talking about just how concerned they are for public safety and how frustrated they are that people don't pay attention to it. You know, that am just, I the, am yeah. I the only storm chaser? Uh, do you think that turns off the flash flood warning on radar scope? No, because otherwise it's nonstop. 
Right. That's a problem, right? Yeah. Like it's, mm-hmm. it, you're inundated with these, you know, warning after warning that are, are the flash flood. Like, is it maybe that the, the, the threshold for that warning is maybe too low? And so there's too much of it out yeah. there. I don't know. Yeah, communication issue, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But do we think people care less than they've cared before? Right. Like that's what I'm trying to think about. Like, I, I don't know if that's like that to me is a is an answer, but I don't know if that's the answer that would explain why people are dying in in greater numbers than they were years ago. You know. I yeah. Don't, I don't know. So, so for me, I mean, I'm, clearly I'm not an expert. It would take some research, but I think of population density increases in flood prone areas. And the, you know, severity of severe weather events changing, drainage changing, you have people building homes and floodplains now, and that's okay. I mean, there's a bunch that's changed. And so I I feel like between the increases of population and, and all of that that's happening, um, you know, it's got to be multiple reasons why it it doesn't surprise me at all. But I work for a flood insurance company. So I I see and hear about this stuff every day. Yeah, well, well, Serena, I think that makes sense, right? Like, I'm literally in the middle of nine where there was nine feet of water of storm surge from Hurricane Ian. I'm sitting at the point where there was literally nine feet and I see people, you know, selling or buying homes left and right, you know, so people are just continuing to move into these areas. So yep. maybe they just don't care. You know, that could be it. They don't think it's going to happen to them. Exactly. Yeah. Back to number 10. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so at number six on this countdown, before I actually unveil who number six is, I'm going to read you a quick quote to kind of give you a little bit of context here. So, quote, one of my long-standing concerns has been that storm chasers may eventually draw too much publicity and chasing will become an att- another mass cult of just like scuba diving and hang gliding. That was quoted by David Hoadley, Stormtrack Magazine, in 1977. Oh, so, at epi- so number six uh, wow. on the countdown is episode 157, Eric mm. Fox. I know immediately, Phil, this is probably one of your favorites. I'm just going on a limb here. So episode 157 with Eric Fox, chaser safety was basically the most paramount theme of this particular one. I'm just going to say right off the bat here, I love this episode. The reason why is there are so many different topics that I think that every single storm chaser or up and coming storm chaser needs to listen to this particular episode. Trust is extremely, extremely, extremely fragile. And I mentioned this here on this. I don't mean to read right off the, uh, the PowerPoint slide, but to gain trust, you may stay, must stay humble, be transparent and know that there are uncertainties. One wrong decision is all it takes. Wrong place, wrong time. My little other thing right there is, no matter how much you think, no how much publicity you think you get, the retweets, the comments, whatever, no storm is worth dying for. So with that, Eric Fox, episode 157. Well, let me just start by saying that uh, the the all of the shows you've s- selected so far – have really great guests and Eric is probably one of the best guests that we've had just in, in terms of his delivery and the way he, uh, you know, expressed his passion for safety. And uh, I was, I was, I was thrilled with that episode, Jeremy. And, and if I think back on my time, uh, you said Phil was since episode 91. Yeah. I would say Eric's uh, episode was my favorite episode so far. 
Yeah, and I, I, you know, I'll add too. It's I, I think anybody that listens to the show or watches, you know, is familiar that uh, chaser safety has been something that I've been talking about quite a bit, and and I've it's been interesting because my thought is we've got a number of people that are going to be not only in very dangerous situations, but will also be in situations where they can help people and and be a cause for good. And you hear a lot media talking, you know, looking at storm chasing as, you know, a little bit like you were mentioning, Jeremy, hang gliding or, you know, parachuting or people that are just out to kind of get a rush. And and certainly there's something to that, but it's frustrating to know that maybe that's how the general public views that population when we can really be a cause for good. Uh, and I've also been surprised that a, a number of storm chasers that early on that I spoke had spoken to were very cautious about dipping their toes in the safety waters uh, and and talking about it. And I, I know it's because if you talk about it and then, listen, we all will do crazy, silly, stupid stuff. Like we're, we're doing these uh, on the shows now. If you're listening to our latest episodes, we have chaser safety segments and Eric, uh, Eric Fox was, was included on those. But it's interesting because I, I heard uh, one of the things I think he was saying was to not, you know, don't do you like where to park. Like if you're chasing storms, where best places to park, best practices. And he was talking about not doing U-turns. And, uh, it, it, you know, we just did, did, you know, Greg was with me. In the, it was the Nebraska storm, Jeremy. Uh, that day that we met, uh, it was the one storm and everybody was on it. And there was definitely chaser convergence. That was and crazy. We had to get out of that situation. Um, and the direction we were going was taking us further away. And I made a split second decision. And from a safety standpoint, it was a stupid decision to do a U turn, kind of a little bit right in an intersection, but nobody was moving. And so I just like, I'm just going to do a U turn. I did a U turn. But from a safety standpoint, I should not have done that. And we're all guilty of that. Like no one, no one's perfect. Nobody's going to be perfect, but we still have to talk about chaser safety. We still have to talk about what are things that we can do as chasers to create a positive impact and to be a bigger benefit when we're out in those destructive elements. Uh, how can we help people? And uh, so, yeah, Eric, Eric was great at doing that. And he's been great with uh, the national storm chaser summit um, and, and uh, has been a great partner in promoting safety. Yeah. Oh, I agree completely, Phil. And it was actually because of this episode um, and him talking about search and rescue, which is something I've been a part of the search and rescue community in multiple parts across this country for years. Um, and it really like hit a, a sore spot in my heart. And so I reached out to him. It's one of the reasons why I'll be speaking at the um, National Storm Chaser Summit is because I reached out to him. I'm like, this is good stuff. Like we need to dive into more detail about this because it really is insanely important. Very much so. And that's why, again, that's, and again, my, my opinion, because my opinion matters, uh, probably <laughs> one of the best episodes uh, that, yeah, that's been yeah. put on. Uh, well, Phil, we listened to this right before we went storm chasing, which was so, I mean, the timing was, was pretty ridiculous, right? Yeah. Because, we, it, and, and really anyone like that, that was my first time storm chasing. This episode is a great episode to listen to if it's your first time chasing or if you're, if it's your hundredth time chasing, right? 
I think it's just a, it was, it was just a, you know, the timing was amazing. So check that out when, you know, you're about to go chasing cause it's got so, a bunch of things to keep in mind. Let me piggyback off that just real briefly there, Brady, after listening to Eric in this episode, in your, in your mind, what was the biggest thing that you took away from that episode? Ooh. You know, I think just being prepared, um, that was, I think, the biggest thing. And there was a bunch of um, things that he gave t- to be able to be prepared to, to chase safely, um, because I don't think, you know, th- we're not going to be able to stop storm chasing. Um, so really that's, and I know that's pretty generic, right? But just the things that Eric went into in the episode of like things you can do to, to make sure that you're being safe on the roads to make sure you're being considerate and to make sure you're not um, creating more danger. There's already enough danger with you chasing a, you know, possible tornado, right? You don't need to create more. Um, So that was, I think the biggest thing that I took away. And obviously that's kind of what the episode is about. Um, But, but just holistically um, being able to watch that episode right before you go chasing um, is huge. Yeah. We didn't talk about lightning. I remember that. And so Brady wasn't prepared for the lightning we were going to see. No. No, uh, out there, but no. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> yeah, and you're talking, and you're talking to a guy who absolutely, if there's one thing I have the biggest passion for for storm chasing is lightning photography. Oh. Lightning photography is my mantra. I love it. But I tell you what, you can have every type of warning there is. Severe thunderstorm, tornado. There is no lightning warning. It can no. hit any point, any time. Oh my God! Do you think flood warnings? Yeah. Are annoying? I tell you what, Greg's camera needed like a, a pivot because he just kept turning it in the wrong direction. I felt so oh, bad. Shut oh. up, Brady. I'm sorry, Greg. <laughs> hey, you're talking to probably one of the most leading authorities out there that's missed probably nine out of ten shots <laughs> yeah. in terms of lightning. So Nature's I feel, I feel, I feel the pain. It comes with the territory. So, all right. So episode, or excuse me, number five here um, is actually going to be one that, again, I felt was in terms of the guests, I felt it was probably one of the best speakers that you've had on the show. And it was actually Dr. Gina Esco. Uh, I know Phil, he had actually just mentioned that just a little bit ago on uh, one of the previous guests uh, recorded on May 14th of 2020. Uh, She is the uh, program manager at NOAA for FACETS. And facets because you know I'm going to plug education on this show. Uh, facet stands for, for forecasting a continuum of environmental threats. I'm proud I actually was able to say that after one thunder punch. That's pretty good. Like <laughs> um, but basically, you know, it's a framework. It's it's trying to basically make warning information a lot more clear for the public. And for trying to figure out, you know, what's going on here with the publics that we serve, what's working, what doesn't work and so forth. And the thing is, and, and this this has taken me a lot of years to really grasp. And I don't know about all of you, but change, any change, it's hard to do. It's hard to grasp. It's hard to take in and it takes time. So one thing I have down there, and if you do not want to answer this, that's fine. I just have it as an open question. If there's something within the weather enterprise that you could change, what would you change? Ooh. Gosh, yeah, that's a loaded question. I'm sorry. You may have had to have a couple more drinks before you. Maybe. Yeah. Here's the funny thing. I, As people think on that, the, the funny thing I remember about this episode and Gina was Maz's fascination 
with her and his Italian background. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's the key takeaway. That's right. That's like for for whatever reason, it's it was a maz. Well, Phil, I I got a question for you, Phil. Um, so Jeremy selected some interesting guests, but can you tell us how do you like how, for example, did you find Gina as a guest? Like you've you've obviously got a bit of a knack for finding interesting guests, but how do you find them? I get I get the storm chasers, right? We've had lots of lots of storm chasers on, but when it comes to Sort of, I'm going to say an obscure, maybe niche guest like this. Where do you, how do you Good find question. You? it? Uh, you know, a lot of them are Greg from you know just social media, being on Twitter, and and I'll see uh, someone comment on something, or I'll see a post from somebody and go, "Wow, that's really interesting." Um, that's where a lot of them comes from. Early on, <laughs> early on in the show, it was just finding someone like Adina Knightley. <laughs> on Twitter and see that, oh, she's a, a weather producer with the Weather Channel. That sounds interesting. And then sending, uh, she might have followed us, right? So I could DM her and just DM, say, hey, we'd love to have you on as a guest, blah, blah, blah. I, I honestly, it's just a matter, Greg, of asking the question. And I really have not had any pushback of anybody going, no, no thanks. I appreciate the ask, but no thanks. Everybody has always been willing to come on. Uh, early on, again, it was finding somebody, and then I would always ask, who do you know? Like a little bit of my my previous sales background, right, is getting oh, I referrals. I remember you asking that. Like, who do you know? G give me three people that you know. And, then, and so I would get some names and emails that way, and that would help expand. But then after a while, it just became, you know, I'd see him on Twitter, and I would... Uh, you know, I, I DM them and sometimes I, they're not following us. And I just, I'm like, you know what? I want to have this person on, uh, and, and I'll just send them a, a tweet <laughs> to the, so everybody sees it, right? Hey, do you want to be on the show? Cause I don't <laughs> care. Right. I'm, I, I don't have any pride to hurt when it comes to this. Awesome. If you don't want to come on the show, you, you don't respond like Al Roker. He just doesn't respond <laughs> and that's okay. He doesn't respond to people he works with. No, no. I know. I know. I understand that. But, but it, it's really been good. This industry is a great industry to be in, and people are good people, and, and uh, everyone wants to help everybody. And, and it's fun to be on a podcast. Why not? Yeah. Also, I'm looking at these pictures because this was like – this was right when we were coming out of the lockdown or we were still was in it? lockdown. Yeah, because this was May 14th of 2020. Oh, yeah, we were still yeah. in lockdown. Yeah. I noticed like, your hair's a little longer, uh, Brady. Oh, I know. But I think M MJ's rocking, rocking a yes, nice dude. Yes, Phil, I do. He's got a nice dude. Dina was salad going. Dina, Dina you, you cleaned up nice. I look, I look like a mess. <laughs> I still had Fred the turtle behind me. Yeah, there so you he go. was still here. He was here. Yeah. yeah oh, so the year that was 2020. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Best year ever. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're through uh, up to number four now. Now we've had, and I'm going to go ahead and say at number four is a storm chaser. And I feel that, and this is just my opinion, that there's a lot of negativity. There's but a lot of counts. negative light in terms of uh, storm chasing and, and everything. But I felt that this was a very, very heartwarming story. So at number four on this, episode 95 with Parker Coppice. This was this resonated very very well with me. Um, 
he has a couple different quotes in there as far as storm chasing saved his life. But the other one saying tornadoes are cool, but the people are the best part. That story really resonated with me. And I won't go into the great details about my background and everything. But, you know, for me, it was finding the passion in meteorology and storm chasing that I think really kept me going through a lot of tough times and uh, growing up and everything. So I felt this story really, really resonated with me. So uh, Parker, in- incredible, incredible human being. I- I've conversed with him a couple of times on Twitter. Just just a great, awesome story. I totally agree. Uh, it was, uh, you used the term heartwarming and it definitely was for sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I Greg, love that you- quote. People are the best part because with all the negativity and horrible nonsense we have in the world, when you see a storm, and people coming together after that, it renews your faith in humanity. It really, it really does. does. I mean, that's at its core, that's what it's really all about, right? Like we're all weather geeks, nuts, whatever you want to call us at this point. I mean, it's storms. It's cool. It's cool to see. It's cool. It's cool to witness um, and everything. And it's just a, again, I, I, I just don't get it. Like for me, I don't have the, the, the biggest following or, or what have you. It doesn't really matter to me. I just enjoy going out and see the storms. I just enjoy getting out there, getting away from life, having my camera and just capturing those moments that would basically be forever gone had I not been there. So that's really, it's all about for me. Yeah. Greg, you had asked me, you know, how, how do I find guests? And, and that was the thing with Parker is again on Twitter, on social media, he was brave enough and confident enough to be sharing his story on Twitter and I thought it was it was a great story, right? Of of someone who, uh, you know, has dealt like many people dealt with um, some mental health challenges and uh, being, uh, you know, a former serviceman for our country, uh, and and some of the stuff that he went through there. That was the to, part. That was the part that, yeah. that that got me was was the when he when he was talking about that part of his life and how how difficult it was for him and and how storm chasing yeah. you know got him out of that that's amazing yeah. yeah yep and and today he's still he's a great follow if you guys uh uh check look for parker on uh on twitter he's a great follow so i'll tell you what guys it's 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 been amazing watching all these winter storms and traffic issues across the country recently and if you have to travel on the road professionally or if you're just taking a trip You want to know the best time to leave and when that will be and what to expect along your way. So the Drive Weather app, it illustrates the National Weather Service's forecast showing basically all the motorists what the weather is going to be along their route at the expected time they're going to be at each point on their road trip. So the the key is don't get caught in the snow. Don't, Don't end up in traffic due to the rain. One out of every five vehicle accidents is due to the weather. So visit Drive Weather app. Com, or you can download from the Apple App Store or Google Play. The website also has some great demonstrations and some free interstate examples because uh, they map out the interstate daily, and you can kind of see what the weather's like to see what it would look like. Um, just go to driveweatherapp.com, check it out, download it. You'll love it. Hey, it's going to be time for a break, and uh, we're going to be right back with Jeremy's top three and his hilarious top five moments. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. 
Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Hey, welcome back uh, to this bonus edition of the Stormfront Freaks podcast. So we got Jeremy Bauer here. He's covering... Uh, his top 10 best episodes of Stormfront Freaks Raw, our, our raw video recordings of our show. And uh, we've gone through four through 10, and so I can't wait, Jeremy, for the top three. Let's get top into it. Top three, them. let's get them. Yeah, let's All right. get it. Top three, we're into the good stuff. So at number three, will be no surprise to anyone, James Spann. Oh, episode yeah. 57. Yep. Oh, yes. When does this man sleep? He doesn't. He doesn't. doesn't. Uh, Incredible individual. I probably could not come up with enough adjectives to describe James uh, and everything that uh, he's meant to probably all of us uh, within the weather enterprise. Uh, This particular episode basically walks through a life in the day of James Spann. Uh, What does he do? All the social media that he has to keep up with. We also get into a little bit about the current state in the future of broadcast meteorology, what that what the profession is going to look like in 10 years and 20 years, and also his his overall desire of trying to come up with a unified message across the weather enterprise. Uh, because essentially, as we found out, inconsistent messaging is going to lead to inaction. So basically trying to figure out a way to make sure that we're coming out with a unified message. I've there was a little bit of a, a quote in here. I'm not sure if I got it exactly right, but it really, really hit home. And that is everyone is under enormous pressure right now. The NWS meteorologists, the people involved uh, behind the scenes, uh, the broadcast meteorologists. So I really, really admire the honesty and the transparency from everyone on this particular episode. So as you uh, recall, episode 57 with James Spann, talk to me a little bit about uh, the current and future state of meteorology. I loved him, though, because I remember him always saying, like, if he wanted to talk to real people, he'd go to the dollar store. <laughs> you remember that, you guys? He would I go remember. to the dollar yep. store yep. and he'd mm-hmm. ask people. And that's where you get like, that's where you really learn about people. So so he's been on at least twice, maybe three times. But um this might have been one of the earlier episodes. This was not the episode after he came out with his uh, like autobiography uh, book because I brought up, we titled that, and, and he actually mentioned this in, in one of the following <laughs> yes. Weather Brains, but that he was on the show to talk about it. And, and one of the chapters was during his college years and he went down to spring break and and one of his roommates got like super drunk and wasted and, and <laughs> apparently defecated all over their hotel room or oh my God. missed the toilet yeah. or something and then oh, tried to cover no. it up with oh. brute cologne. Poop or something. <laughs> and and so we titled the episode Poop and Brute. Yeah, as MJ just said. <laughs> Poop and Brute. <laughs> and he, oh he got a he got that a kick out of that. Yeah. This this one was code red day. Code red oh, day. Okay. God. The thing I've always loved about Span is if you if you watch his when he's actually on air during 
an outbreak of some kind. He talks not like I think he talks not as a, a meteorologist. Like he doesn't talk over top of people's knowledge or their heads. He 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 breaks it down in terms and and uses language that everybody can understand. And uh, I think it, it's I'm I maybe it's not unique, but it's certainly effective for sure. I, I don't know of anyone that is more plain spoken than James. Right, Stan. right. Yeah. No, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah and he Nobody does wants you know, talking over their head. Yeah, he does uh, mansplaining, right? That's what that's <laughs> <Yeah>. called. <laughs> Manscaping. <laughs> Not manscaping, right. No, that's different. But yeah. no, you know, he does so many of the um the, the talks at schools, elementary schools and stuff like that, uh, every day that he's driven like every part of Alabama he's driven. And so what's great is when he does his, uh, during severe weather and he's, he's up there for hours on end, he can say, Hey, this storm is right across from the waffle house next to the, you know, uh, right. First bank, uh, here, he knows all of those locations, uh, from some of the smallest, I mean, he's talking about barbecue joints, that, you know, are some back road as well. It's coming up by, you know, Tim's barbecue and he knows that stuff. And that's again, great way to communicate is that's what people know. They know that stuff and they can relate to that, uh, which he, he does a great job with. And, and again, he's, you know, Jeremy said, when does that guy sleep? All the stuff he does for the schools and all the, you know, it comes on our podcast and does stuff for other people. And, and he just, you know, he does it out of the goodness of his heart, and and uh, he he's willing to promote, um, you know, weather and communication and safety and all that, and he's just he's a great guy. Yeah, and he yeah. believes in it. I think more than anybody else too, because don't forget when his his own neighborhood and his own home were impacted right. by a tornado. Yeah, I remember that, Serena. I remember like, that too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's, he's just, he keeps going. I think he took a pause to like call his wife and make sure everything was okay, but he's still back at it because he just believes so strongly in, in this public service. I mean, he's, he's one in a million. He's passionate and, about it. And the thing is about that is when you go back and you rewatch it, he didn't miss a beat. No. He went, he made the call, check on his wife and then came right back on the air. He did not miss a beat. Yep. Yeah. Great, great moment in, in, broadcast meteorology right there yeah all right to the top two at number two is one that i think everyone will agree with episode 148 with ginger Ginger. z oh yeah yep this was really kind of centered around at that point she had just released um one of her books a little closer to home how i found the calm after the storm uh this was definitely the most open and honest discussion that you've ever had on this show um and be quite honest um i'm just gonna let you all talk about this episode because you were there you took it in um but to me this is like i said one of the most important episodes that you've done up to this point yeah i i my comment on this and and certainly very similar to parker ginger was very you know open and honest in social media and, and in her job about some of her challenges with mental health. And I think all of us either have challenges ourselves with mental health or certainly know of someone close to us that has challenges with mental health. And I, I just love the fact that people are talking about it and, and that it's becoming 
obviously a, a medical um, challenge, right? And not just a stigma, and you know, and, and th- that it's finally starting to get that. And it's people like Ginger bringing it to the forefront. And the fact that she was open about talking about that before she was ever on our show and she wrote a book about it, I knew, hey, this. let's talk about this. Let's bring it up and let's dive deep and... And uh, sometimes you have to be, you know, you don't know when you have guests that you're not familiar with on the podcast. You don't know what questions you can ask. Uh, but again, sometimes it's you just you ask the question and, and you let them take it from there. And Ginger was very open. I really, I really loved her. I, I learn a lot from other women in this industry and it can be really any industry, but to know sometimes you see people like that and you think it's perfect and everything's great and you know, sometimes your own struggles in the workplace, you think maybe, maybe it's just me or maybe nobody else has these problems. And then you finally start reaching out and you find out, you know, people, how people handle things. That's what I kind of like. I want to know how people handle things. Um, I like, you know, how, how did she handle it? How did she keep going? Um, I, I just really respected her after that. Me too. Me too. Okay. All right. Insert drum roll, drum roll if you want. Number one. Number one. Now, I don't know why I have moments of brilliance driving in the car, either <laughs> on the way or walking away. <laughs> but I kept thinking, I don't want to just go, here's number one, yada, yada, yada. It's just like, there's got to be a little bit of suspense here. So I came up with a little in- intro here. Amazingly, like I said, on the way to work this morning. Success. It does not come easy if it comes at all. This individual personifies everything a meteorologist can and should be. The patience, the persistence, and the perseverance to get to where they're at right now. At number one, it's actually two episodes. Same person, Janice Dean is number one. Yes. Uh, I so love her. specifically episodes 54 and 84, uh, again, I'll let you talk through this, uh, again, the open and honesty that she has about her journey, uh, all the experiences that she's had to go through to get to the point that she's at, but how she states that she's grateful for those experiences because they got her to where she's at basically having to go through the bad to get to the good. And look, we're, we all go through struggles through life. We all, we're not perfect. But as she said, the journey has a purpose and those moments happen because they lead you to something better or something more special mm-hmm. down the road. So with that, Janice Dean at number one. Phil, did we have her on a third time too? Yeah, we've had her on at least three. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think if there's been four, but I know at least three times. Yep. She was our three first three timer. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I, I gotta say, her book, and I'm not BSing, was one of the best books. I literally read it in like 48 hours. Um, you know, sometimes you read a book and you, you know, you gotta like force yourself to finish reading it, but hers grabbed me. Like some of the things that had happened to her, even in her personal life, blew my mind. And just like um, Ginger, I like to know how other people handle these problems. 
and how, you know, and what they did X, Y, and Z, how did it, how did it turn out? You know, she said many times that she uses humor in uncomfortable situations, but I really, she, I like that she is so honest and just who was the guy? Do you guys remember who it was who had the gun on him all the time? Yeah, uh, not Howard off. Stern. Oh, uh, who was the other? Don Imus. Don Imus. Don Imus. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That Don blew Imus. my mind, too. Yeah. Some of the stuff. Yeah. No, yeah. she she is very Jeremy. She I I see Janice very similar to James Dean. And, mm-hmm. and Serena, you talked about it as far as, you know, James's public servant and and Janice, I, I get that same feeling from her ever since we had her on the first time is she she is just so honest and upfront and easy to talk to. Um, doesn't and the fun part too about a lot of these guests that we have on the show is looking for the the best ones in my eyes are a lot of times the ones that don't take themselves too seriously. Because we don't. We don't take ourselves too seriously on the show, and that's the fun in it. Um, and, and so it's great to have guests that they just can be honest and they can be themselves. And, uh, and she's, she's been great at that. And it just reminds me, we need to have her back on. She's got to be yeah, our, we yeah. do. our fourth, fourth right. timer. So I think you- that's what's great about this podcast, though, because even if we have our own professional lives where we have to be politically correct and we have to be this and we have to be nice, we can get on here and just have a good time. Yeah. And find like that's why I loved our chase week. We could have our passion and weather, have fun with it. We could be ourselves. We don't have to worry about, yeah. you know, upsetting anybody. It's just fun. This is we, just getting together we, and having yeah. some fun. We could talk about strapping on probes. Like I know we, we did last episode. <laughs> strapping them on. I can tell Greg, Greg that every cloud looks like a. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and he doesn't get upset about it. You know. Which yeah, if I did that at work, you're my kind of people. Would, you're my kind yeah, of people. Yeah, if I did that at work, everybody would have me in HR. Yes, yes. And I feel like but Janet. I feel like Janice. You know, she she is not afraid to be who she is, and not yeah. afraid to voice her opinion. Mm-hmm. That's that's rare these days. Genuine yeah. is becoming a rarity, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it, you're she's right. A, yeah, it's just it was really cool. It was just a breath of fresh air when she was on both times, and. You know, just the fact that she is so honest and upfront, Phil, like you were saying about struggles with with everything, right? And 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 just being real, right? With so many people. I mean, just go on TikTok, right? It's just a it's a complete cesspool of people being fake. Yes, and it's just it's cool. It's cool to see. So we definitely need to have her back on. All right, good stuff, Jeremy. Good, good stuff. All right, let's. Uh, this this is the other part I'm looking forward to now is your top top five moments. Uh, let's hit these because these will be good. All right. So we'll go through these. So at number five, episode 130, Phil introduces the freaks of the game film titles. Film titles. Yeah. So good old lightning round. This is a lightning round game. Uh, we'll catch some of this right now. TV show on your podcast really has nothing to do with weather. Um, but but uh, we're going to call this one uh, film titles, question mark. So film titles, question mark. You guys remember So this here's yet? what it is. I'm, I'm going to go through uh, a list of some film titles. And the three of you have to decide uh, if, if this is an actual title of a film 
or if it's the title of something else. Like, it's really not a film title. Uh, that That's the game. Now, there it's is really a little confu- twist this to this. This is confusing no instructions. Uh, that these, these film titles, they don't necessarily have to be Oscar films, right? They don't, they don't have to be... Uh, uh, what are the film festivals like? The God, I was wearing those horrible oh, glasses. Man. There we go. Like, yeah, they don't. They they probably weren't uh, at those. So uh, I'm going to go through these. You guys just have to say, yeah, it's a real film title or or it's not. Does that make sense? Got it. All right. So here we go. So the the first one we're going to cover is uh, the title is everyone I did last summer. Everyone Whoa. I did last summer. <laughs> not a film title. What is, wait, what is the rating going up to? It's either a film title or it's not. So, so what do you guys I, I, think? I'm, I'm going to say film title. I'm going to say yes. I thought I, thought I heard Ricky say, say no, but so. um, uh, you, you guys, you have to have a collective response. All so right. Who's so gonna... they, those two say no, so we'll go with no, not, a, not a film title. No. And that, that would be correct. It is not a film title. It was a book. Wow. It was a book. Everyone I did last summer. All right. The next one. Really? Uh, the Bone Ranger. The Bone Ranger. Oh, my God. <laughs> what movies are you watching, Phil? That's yeah, got to really. be, be a film. Is this just a watch around for Phil's work? It is. I know. <laughs> All right. So what do you think? Fil- film title or not? We're going with film title. Film title. All right. We'll it is one a more. film title. Oh. That is good. All right. Okay. The next one. Goodwill Humping. Oh my Goodwill God. Humping. Oh. <laughs> Gotta be. Yeah. Same we'll film. film title. <laughs> All right. Jeez. So, you know, Jeremy, you, you were talking about um, brief moments of, of clarity and genius. Uh, the, some, sometimes I think of these lightning rounds while I'm traveling to or from work. That's where I think of these. But um, as as we queue up some of these other uh, moments, a lot of times it also has to do with the people that I know are going to be on the show <laughs> and how much I could push that boundary. And knowing Greg and these guys, I'm like, okay, I know I'm going to be able to push the boundary with this lightning round a little bit. <laughs> oh, you know, great. Phil, there's a real fine line between genius and crazy, and I think you thread that line right <laughs> down the middle. I actually thought, Phil, that you were going to say sometimes you have your great, uh, you know, ideas while you're driving, and sometimes they happen on the toilet, and this was one of the ones that happened on the toilet. Oh, that was great. Number four. Oh, okay. Here we go. Episode 90. Phil can't read Japanese. Maz can. More work it's, for MJ. Oh, oh no. It's it's a little too bad Maz wasn't here, but yeah, to set this up, we were doing weather fools. Oh, and um and and Maz made a Mazism. Uh and it was just it was so bad, and I tried to not think of it, and I couldn't I couldn't help. I couldn't help myself. Uh Japan. I believe this is Japan. Yep, Tokyo. What does that translate uh, to, Phil? Quick. Uh, where's my translate button? Run for uh, cover. You don't know. It's not <laughs> but here, here we go. <laughs> oh, oh my man. god, that's oh, awesome. God, <laughs> That's so awesome. 
And once Maz gets giggling, Him I can't laughing stop laughing is funnier giggling. than anything. Yeah. <laughs> and Brady has no clue. I don't understand clue. what happened. I really Brady has no clue what's going Brady on. Brady didn't know. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. Someone I'm sorry. Cover. Right. <laughs> I could just squeak out. You're the worst. Without the Mazisms. <laughs> So anyway, so we finally collect it and it's funny because Maz muted himself. Uh, but he was still, even once I started and I just wasn't looking at him, he was still just giggling and he couldn't <laughs> stop giggling. It was good. Number three. Great. Episode 116. Brady does a Frankenstein impression during Phil's opening. Hilarity no. ensues. No, no. This is this is good. Yeah, this is good. Oh, number 117 on October 29th. Uh, we're going to be offering a number of special membership options for our listeners, including oh. yeah, listen to this, a live stream <laughs> of Storm Front Freaks Raw. And if you guys don't know what that is, that's <laughs> It's like Frankenstein. Mm. <laughs> I was like, Ooh. this is going to get done so much faster. I like how oh, Phil just disappears. Uh, yeah. Hey, this is all about the content, Phil. Joe, Joe and Kelly, we're going to get to you guys here soon. No, uh, sorry about no this. rush. No our, rush. This is just our first all minute. Right, all right, take two. I'll, I'll, try, I'll try and tone it down a little bit this time, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I think that's the reddest I've ever seen Phil. <laughs> Tarzan. Fire back. <laughs> oh. I can't even imagine what Jacob's writing about this right now. Oh, yeah. That's good. Oh, that is funny. Uh, such I don't remember stuff. what I was like what I was thinking. Like I just I just kind of <laughs> My, I don't even, I don't even, I don't even like realize. Like, I don't even think I meant to say oh. it out loud. I was just like, oh, like in my brain, and it just somehow came up. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, number two, episode sixty-five. In an attempt to convert the world to veganism and to turn Maz's face eight shades of red, Phil introduces the freaks to the game Burger Position. <laughs> yeah, so this was Rick Reich, oh, who we've had on a couple times. And yeah. again, Rick was someone who I had talked to before we had him on, and I just kind of knew he was he was just one of those guys that we could push the boundaries a little bit. And so, yeah, our lightning round was called uh, Burger Position, and I'd give him the name. It, it was a name, and I told him it was either a position in the Kama Sutra or it was actually the name of a famous burger in one of the 50 states. <laughs> So I'll share. Oh my God. Number five oh special. Oh my God. Um, oh, burger. burger. Yeah, I'm going to say burger. That is a burger. Oh, yeah. That's uh, Keller's drive in in Dallas, Texas. Uh, Magic Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> please let please let it be a burger. Please. I'm gonna say position. Oh, wow! Oh. And I am getting these all right. <laughs> no, it's scary. Wait, wait, wait! Are you married? Right, got, uh, a couple more. We'll do we'll do a couple more. 
<laughs> My eyes are watering. Here we go. Must be the onions. Do not start that. <laughs> oh my God. Do not start that. All right, MJ. Oh God. Come All on. right. The glowing triangle. <laughs> oh my God. The glowing oh triangle. Is that a, a burger or a position? It's a position. Oh man, you're right. <laughs> All right, this is the last one. I, I can't take it anymore. Last one. The meat stick. The meat oh, stick. No. A burger or a position? Oh. Um. It's a position. I mean, it's a burger. 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 That yeah. is correct. Oh, there you go. He ran the table. Did he get them all right? He ran the table. I, I can't remember I if he got them all right. I think he right. got most of them He right. did really yeah. good, though. Yeah. Yeah. He did really, he did really well. well. All right. The number one moment. I don't think to anyone's surprise. Oh, no. yeah. Episode 33. No bones about it. No Kim fun. has issues with screen sharing. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if if you're a listener of the show, you know uh one of our previous co-hosts, Kim Cunningham. Uh she just she always whatever it was, just always struggled sharing her screen uh when we would do weather fools or or uh, other every uh, time segments. She's she's always had trouble with it. And this particular episode, she 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 got in but she for whatever reason <laughs> She uh, she couldn't couldn't get out <laughs> was the problem. No. <laughs> okay, that was uh, that, that was BuzzBernard.com. Wow, where are you now? I... <laughs> My goodness, Wait, there it is. It's like uh... <laughs> holy cow. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> he's gone. <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's funny, Jeremy. Oh. So, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes my top episodes and top moments. Thank you for listening. This is Jeremy out, and hey, you survived a night with me. So, hey, there's to you. <laughs> that, Thanks, uh, Jeremy. That was great stuff, Jeremy. Yes, well, awesome. well done. Thank you. So, here's here's the case now. You got to tell our listeners where they can find you on uh, social media. 
Do they really want to find me? <laughs> they will now. They will now. Yes, now. They will. Um, so it's pretty simple across the board. JRB Storm. So if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at JRB Storm. Instagram, JRB Storm. Uh, the Facebook page, JRB Storm Photography. And remember, if you see something out there, a photo, and it doesn't say JRB Storm Photography on it, that means someone else probably took it. That's that's good. <laughs> That's good. So I'll tell you what, uh, and if you haven't seen our newly designed website uh, by Greg, be sure to visit stormfrontfreaks.com and you can access uh, our previous libraries of uh, pre- libraries, library of shows. Uh, you can access merchandise, our Patreon membership link, uh, our weather film drinking games, which we, we didn't uh, talk about any of those tonight. Uh, actually, because they're not raw, we we couldn't do those on YouTube. That's why, <laughs> we, we, licensing uh, reasons, we down. couldn't do that on YouTube. So, uh, again, just go to stormfrontfreaks.com and you can find those. Our next episode, so we're going to be back recording a traditional episode to start out our new year on January fifth with tropical storm expert and first time guest. Uh, Philip Klotzbach is going to be with us. So that'll be uh, a great show to start off the new year. Patreon members, you can join our raw video recording live and the edited audio podcast is going to be available to everyone else uh, that weekend. So for Jeremy and and Brady's here and, and MJ and Serena and Dina and uh, Greg and Angela, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm calling it a happy new year, everybody. So thanks. Happy new year, guys. Happy new year. Happy new year. Thanks happy for joining year. us. Thanks, happy Jeremy. Happy new year. Thank you for listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Find our bi-weekly show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast app. And watch our live and recorded shows on YouTube. For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, merchandise, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you are there, check out our live interactive storm chaser radar provided by our friends at zoomradar.com. If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Search Stormfront Freaks. We'd love to hear from you. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.